Blog Talk Radio.
And I want to welcome everyone to Reality in Christ Worship Radio. I'm your host, the Reverend Thomas Dwayne Smith. And today we have a phenomenal show. Um, We always have a phenomenal show when we're talking about things that affect the kingdom of God. And at the moment, I'm tinkering with my Internet, dealing with some technical difficulties while I wait for my computer to disconnect, to reconnect. I'll open up with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ, Lord, we give you glory, honor, and praise. Father, I thank you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ for the op- another opportunity to host the Reality in Christ Worship Radio Show, Lord. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus that you continue to give me a voice for the unborn, a voice to make a difference in the lives of those who don't have a voice because they are not yet able to be heard. Father, I thank you for the team members that you have surrounded me with, Lord God. I thank you for I thank you for those people who have made the decision to partner with me, who believe in the vision and the work that you have given to me. Lord, I give you glory, honor, and praise in the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, I'm having a hard time here getting getting my internet to work. I don't understand why it refuses to work. Um, I I don't get it. I'm having a hard time. So I just ask that you guys bear with me and just bear with me. The enemy, as per usual, he doesn't want this message to get out, but I don't really give a flying flip what he wants or doesn't want because this message will 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 be gotten out. Excuse this improper English. So... had an opportunity to go celebrate 40th anniversary of my old church, um, Abundant Life Apostolic Church. It was good seeing people, old faces and new faces. It was a it was a wonderful time and it was really powerful. So God is in control. He is on the throne. So, having said that, I think I'm up and going. And I'm going to start the worship portion of Reality in Christ Worship Radio.
Okay.
that was seen with the angels here on Reality in Christ Worship Radio. We're in our praise and worship portion of the show. My next song is a it's a really deep and favorite song of mine. Um, it speaks to Jesus reaching down, reaching out to those who are considered the lowest of the low. And you know, sometimes it's funny how those considered the lowest of the low were the ones that ministered to Jesus or Jesus ministered to. Are they, are he ministered to them? So, this is Miss C.C. Winans, an alabaster box. In my alabaster body. 
to the sin that had me bound. I spent my days, poured my life without measure into a little treasure box.
and you're listening to the worship phase of Reality in Christ Worship Radio here on Blog Talk Radio, and I'm your host, Reverend Thomas Dwayne Smith. Might as well use my official title, even though it doesn't make me any more special than anyone else. Because absent of love, you have nothing. First Corinthians chapter 13 verse 1 says, So I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love. I am just a clinging brass or a tinkling cymbal. What the scripture means is that you can preach the word of God and sound good, sound wholesome, sound holy, blah, 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 blah. But if you don't do it in love, you're nothing. That's simple. So, continuing on with our reality in Christ worship, my next song is where Jesus is always at. He is always just a prayer away. And after I play Just the Prayer Away by Yolanda Adam, I'm actually going to pray, play my pro-life theme song, the same song that you hear on my show every Friday. Because this, this show tonight is entitled, What About the Baby? And I'm going to take my scripture reference from Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. So now we're headed back to worship. One thing you should remember 
And welcome back to Reality in Christ Worship Radio. A very special show tonight. What about the baby? So, got a few more songs to go. And then I'll get into the message. I just thank the Lord Jesus Christ for the opportunity to be able to worship and praise. Now I'm going to play uh, Oldie But Goodie. haven't heard this one in a while, but it's good. Never thought he cared so much about the men at hand until he started praying for a second chance. If he could only do it all again, he'd trade the long nights that he spent behind his desk for all he missed. He tells his wife. That this moment in this room Was not me dying But just spending a little time with you You only get just one time around You only get one shot at this One chance to find out The one thing that you don't want to miss One day when it's all said and done I hope you see Yeah. 
this is Yolanda Adams, and still I rise. This is this song will end the worship portion of the show, and then we'll get into the message. And I'm hoping to have Pastor Shannon Wright call in, but we'll see. Still I rise, Yolanda.
Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we are thankful for an opportunity to once again worship you, Lord God. Thank you for the listeners who are out there, and thank you for those who will be listening later in the archives, Lord God. Father, I just ask that this message would reach home and would impact the hearts of the listeners and compel them to do something. Father, in the midst of everything that has happened with the Boston bombings and the explosion in Texas, the way for the enemy to get us away from what you've called us to do. For so long, we have a tendency and our desire as believers not to badmouth people. Lord, we have a tendency to not call the evil institutions evil. As your word says, in the last days, men will call evil good and good evil. And that is exactly what is happening. That is exactly what is happening. So, Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus Christ that you have made me a mouthpiece for the baby that I could continue to speak on their behalf. In the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen and amen. Once again, I want to welcome everybody to Reality in Christ Worship Radio. I am your host, Reverend Thomas Dwayne Smith. And tonight, my scripture reference for my show should be very familiar to you. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. This is the prophet of God speaking. And it says this. I record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life so that you and your seed might live. Now, That little simple scripture in and of itself 
is simple. Should be. If you're a Christian, you're pro-life, and you're very vocal about it. But unfortunately, there's too many believers who seem the same tired, sorry storyline and say, well, I'm personally pro-life, but I don't think it's my business to tell a woman what to do with her body. If you love that woman, you care about people like you say say you do, not only will you tell her, but you not only will be saving the life of that baby, but you would be potentially saving the life of that woman as well. I understand the word of God says that we battle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places. Totally understand that. Absolutely, positively understand that. Folks, but it does not mean that we allow institutions of evil to thrive under the auspices of the law. Who cares if it's a law? Jesus stood up against unrighteous laws. Case in point. When Jesus was feeding his donkey on the Sabbath, the religious folks of that day decided that they were going to get all legalistic onto him and accuse him of breaking the Sabbath. What did Jesus say? And I'll put it in King James Version. He said, which of you do not feed or or water his ass. And I use that word to prove a point because that is how we tend to act when we get all religified. We know how to rip each other's shreds We tear each other limb for limb, but yet we refuse to call evil evil. Oh, there's some good properties to Planned Parenthood and and abortions. They serve a worthy cause. The question that we need to ask ourselves is what cause does it serve? It's not serving the cause of the word where where God says, go forth, be fruitful, and multiply. Population control was not God's idea. It was Satan. What about the baby? 
preachers in the body of Christ love to get up and talk about sin, talk about homosexuality, getting in the club, shaking your booty and all that stuff. What about the baby? No one wants to address the issue of abortion. Let me and let me let me lay something on the line for you. The fact that you refuse to address that as ministers of the gospel, you know what that says? You absolutely don't care about that woman or that baby. Because if you did, and if you were looking from the standpoint of your spiritual eyes, you would be able to rightly discern that if that woman got that abortion, she would be doing more damage than good. But we are so afraid of controversy. I found out that my mom is post-abortive two and potentially three times and didn't know it. Two of the times they told her that they needed to do a DNC because she had a cyst growing in her uterus. First of all, cysts don't grow in uterus. They grow in your ovaries if you get them. Second of all, folks, it wasn't cysts. They were babies. My mom did not know what they were doing. My aunt and my grandma, whenever there was medical issue, it was either one or the other who signed the papers. My aunt Shirley, who was my mom's oldest sister. I never understood my whole life. I never understood why my mom would have drastic mood swings lash out at me, go into deep bouts of depression. I never understood that until now. And yes, I'm a minister of the gospel, but at the end of the day, I'm a call an institution of evil, evil. Because that's what it is. There's many people that like to get on the radio and say, or interviews to Ray. There's a gentleman who listens to my show by the name of Stanley, who swears up and down if it wasn't for abortion, his life would have been ruined. 
how about this? Either use protection or you don't do it until you're married. This gentleman would come on my show and brag about how the abortion saved his life, helped him to be a successful business owner. Wow. Sound like organized crime to me. Well, brother, it doesn't sound like you're speaking in love. Yeah, I am. Because if I wasn't, if I did not care, I would not be talking about this subject. I'd be I'd be like most other ministers and go silent on this. This is a greater issue than the issue of homosexuality. Because you have lives being erased before they even have an opportunity. People in a homosexual lifestyle, they have a choice. They choose what they want to do. That baby doesn't even get a chance to decide whether he or she wants to live. And as my friend Judah Meyer says, the exceptions clause. The exception clause is abortion supporters' excuse for abortion on demand and pro-lifers' excuse to negotiate with pro-abortion. I I have one question. When are we going to man up, woman up, grow up hair, whatever, and say no more exceptions? I'm missing three siblings. One, because it was a miscarriage. Two months before I, I was conceived, my mom miscarried. And two previous siblings that were called cis, cancerous growth in our uterus. The problem with that is that Planned Parenthood, back in the day, these abortion doctors, because back in the day before abortion was legal, they were performing abortions in the hospital but they were using medical justification for it. First of all, my mom will share with me how when she was bleeding, they performed, well, she was bleeding uncontrollably, and they performed a DNC on her. Now, I understand now that after a miscarriage that you perform a DNC, but here's what I don't understand. If a woman is already bleeding uncontrollably, 
why are you going to stick something in her, scrape something out that's going to make her bleed any, even more? You don't. Unless you're doing something other than what you said you were doing. What about the baby? What about the post-abortive women? 68 to 80% of all abortions performed in this country every year, those women don't want them. They're forced into them. What about them? Nobody wants to answer that question. Folks, I was I fell under the exceptions clause. I wasn't even supposed to even be born. My mom was not able to well, she was told that she was not able to have any more kids because she only had one too. When I was conceived, they removed the other one when my sister was born, after my sister was born. And when she miscarried in December of 73, they wanted to give her a complete hysterectomy then, but she said no. I want you to think about that for a minute. If, if they would have done that. I would not be here. And if my mom was underage when I was conceived, I would have been screwed. Point blank. I'm going to be real with you all. I'm going to be real, and I'm going to be brutally honest. When it comes to a family standpoint, I'm not talking who I am in Christ because I know that God loves me. But when it comes to a family standpoint of view, I have no family, really. Besides my mom, I never could understand growing up why I never felt like I belonged anywhere. And I still don't. 38 years old. I will never have the opportunity to have a family of my own. A lot of things that I learned, I learned by air, trial and error. I lived to survive. That's how how my life existed. 
the age of 18, talked out of foster care. I wasn't ready, but still, you got to go. You're 18. You're on your own. The enemy is a lie. And now he's fighting me tooth and nail to keep me from accomplishing something God has called me to do. I'm a comp- The Pro-Life Without Exceptions Conference was ordained of God, and he chose me to do it, and I'm going to do it. What about the babies? Babies are one aspect of it. Putting Jesus Christ back into the pro-life movement, giving voice to those who fell under the exceptions clause and the true unification of the pro-life movement. He has a big daunting task, but God called me to do it, and I'm going to do it, and he is about to open up the door, but you know what? It still falls down to this. Yeah, I've been through a lot. I've been bashed, trashed, clashed, crashed, whatever else you want to say, but I can tell you this, because of the love God showed for me, I'm able to forgive now. I'm able to forgive people who have said things to me that have wounded me to my core. Why? Because God first loved me. He first loved me. I would tell you a story, but it sounds crazy, so I'll keep it to myself. God is a protector of the innocent and the undefendable. And the most dangerous place for a black baby is in the mother's womb. Because when when her head is filled with lies and perpetuated myths, perpetuated by myths, talking about how, oh, this is healthy for you. You're poor. You won't be able to afford a baby. You know what? Let her make that decision for herself. So, 
Here we are with our God complex trying to decide who lives and who dies. I got a question for you. Who died and made you God? Everybody's fearing a big, bad government. Well, let me offend your senses for a minute. You know when Jesus was on the cross and he made the comment, or the scripture says, that he could have called down legions upon legions of angels to get him down off that cross. You ever wonder why you said that? Because you know what could not be seen in the spirit realm is that because the sin of the entire world came upon Jesus all at once, you had legions of demons that was holding him to that cross, and it would have took legions of angels to get him down. That's why. But that's not in the word. You know what? No, it's not. I take it by faith. Because sin is of the devil. And if he took on the all the sins of man at once, and that's what the word says, you're dealing with demons, folks. That's, that's just common sense right there. The Bible really is common sense. But no, everybody wants to get theological on me. That's not what the Word says. Some things in the Word, you have to take it by faith. And guess what? If I'm wrong, God will tell me. I'm actually opening, open to him telling me that, you know, Thomas, that was off. But until he shows me otherwise, I believe that. Because if it wasn't true, Jesus wouldn't need Jesus would not have needed ten thousand legions of angels to get him off the cross. He could have got himself down because he well actually he laid down his deity. At that point he was a man. Why do I talk about abortion all the time? Why do I talk about the babies? Because I love people enough to tell you the truth. Speaking the truth in love, and the truth is this. You ever wonder what the scripture in the Bible said where Jesus said, Depart from me, you workers of iniquity, for I knew you not. You ever wonder what that scripture meant? And oh, by the way, he was not referring to the unbelievers. He was talking about believers. I'm going to tell you exactly what that scripture means. It's directly referring to how we stood up for some righteousness and not all righteousness. We didn't take a righteous stand for all things. We took a righteous stand for something. That's why 
Jesus referred to them in that passage as workers of iniquity, workers of sin. How are we workers of sin? Well, let's look at it from the law standpoint for a minute. When you sin in one area of the law, the Bible says you broke the entire law. That is for all those of you who still choose to live under the law, even though the Word of God also says that we've been redeemed from the law of sin and death. What does that exactly mean? I'll tell you what it means. You have people who still choose to live a life of sin, even though Jesus Christ died for those sins, and they were forgiven and set free, but they have not yet accepted the freedom in Christ Jesus. And if you want to catch what I just said, you can play it back in archive. Do we really care to stand up for righteousness? Or just some righteousness? Some righteousness that will not cause the boat to rock too much. Well, you know what? Personally, I don't care. Like I said, here on this earth, besides my mom, I don't really have a sense of that and haven't ever felt like. And I'm just being real and accountable. I'm being real and transparent. I do not know what it's like to truly feel like I'm a part of a family. And because of that, I care enough for others to tell them the truth. Not looking for your sympathy, but I don't want to see people ever hurt the way that I did and I have over the years because of wrong choices. See, I also was a bitter and angry person. But when you're missing three siblings out of your life that should have been here, it doesn't matter that there's potentially if those three siblings would have been here, I may not have been here. I don't know that. I don't know that. But because Jesus Christ extended his love, healing, and forgiveness to me, I can extend healing, love, and forgiveness to others now. I used to could not do that 
because I was bitter, hate-filled, full of anger. But now, when I hurt to the core, I can communicate that and say, hey, what you did hurt me. Take a look. Examine your heart and your motives. You know, it's one of those things. Just one of those things, you know. The Word of God says that my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And first of all, I'm going to address something real quick to Mr. Montana. God didn't make you do anything, bro. What you choose to do is what you choose to do. Take responsibility for your own choices and don't blame God when they go wrong. I understand you might just be trolling, but you know what? I'll indulge you for a minute. Because you must truly be a broken and hurting person when all you can do is troll Christian radio shows. Let me pray right now. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I lift Mr. Montana up to you, Lord God. And Father, you know the conditions of his heart, whatever he's dealing with, whatever he's going through, Lord God. I just present it to you in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Father, I ask you to show yourself real to him, Lord God, despite whatever his intentions may be, whatever his motives are for Being in the room, Lord God, it doesn't matter. For your word says, you can take the things intended for evil and make them good. And I just paraphrased. So, Father, I thank you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Give you glory, honor, and praise. Amen. What about the baby? I was one of those babies. I survived, barely. What about the millions who didn't? The millions who didn't. Millions.
You can speak the truth and love straight, exact, and to the point and still be brutally honest in love. And here is my brutal, honest truth. Until the body of Christ make a decision to fully stand up and represent our righteousness in Christ Jesus, why do you think we continue to ignore certain aspects of things that grieve the very heart of God? I'll answer that for you. Because we're living under the right we're living under our own personal righteousness. Righteousness through our own efforts. Folks, we're not capable of living under our own righteousness. Do you not get that? We will make righteousness righteous, not through the effort of ourselves, but we were made righteous by the blood of Jesus Christ. So instead of saying, trying to live right, why don't we live right in Christ Jesus, embrace relationship with him so that we can truly grow? Excuse me. Why? Why don't we? I'll tell you why we don't. We're scared. We are scared. What are we scared of? God's word said that there's no fear in love because perfect love casts out all fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I know what it's like to be scared. I'm afraid of failure. Because I failed at most everything that I've ever tried in my life. I have failed at being stable. But it is God who sustains me. This conference folks I'm not I'm not a known pro life speaker. It has been a struggle to raise the donations for this conference. I'm not gonna lie to you.
because I have never ran in the right circles to make the right connection. But see, here's the thing. There's this expression. Not all money is good money. What do I mean by that? You don't take donations just to be taking donations. Do people genuinely care about the babies? What about the babies? Are you pro-life without exception? If the blood of Abel cried out to God after he was slain by Cain, do you not think that the blood of the millions upon millions upon millions upon millions and possibly billions of babies are crying out to God? The babies who were aborted, babies who were killed through ritual sacrifices and other and every other horrendous act that we could think of? Folks, this is real to me. And I would hope that it would be real to you. Like I said, my mom post-abortive twice and potentially three times. All choices made not by her. So much for a woman's right to choose. They lied to her and told her she had cysts in her uterus. Folks, those were embryos. And you know what's so sad about this? There's only a small segment of our black population that's even concerned about it. We are the only group of people in this nation whose population is now going backwards. And it's not because of all the violent crime, all the deaths from the natural causes, all that stuff. It's because of abortion. Three siblings, folks. Who knows if I would have been here if those three siblings would have survived. To me, it doesn't matter. 
those are three siblings that I never got to know. I barely knew my second oldest brother, Antonio. He was killed when he was five years old, accidental gunshot to his neck. Being away in foster home, foster care most of my life, I barely knew my brother Derek. Barely. Me and my sister, we're not close. My my siblings on my dad's side, I barely know them. This is the reason why people feel a sense of loss. The difference is I did not drown my sense of loss in alcohol, drugs, gang-banging women, or anything like that. I withdrew. And as I withdrew, I grew angry. As I grew angry, I grew fearful. Because I walked in fear, I sought the approval of man, which in turn perpetuated and made things even worse for me. Basic things that young boys are taught by Good male role models. Folks, I didn't have no good male role models growing up. None. It wasn't until I was an adult that I actually recognized, was able to recognize that there was a Christian male reaching out to me in love. What about the baby? I should not be here. But God had other plans. Now I'm here. Now you get to deal with me. Talking about reaching out, trying to save not only the lives of the baby, but helping to get healing for the post-abortive women. There are millions of post-abortive women in the black community who suffer in silence, who are angry, who are hurting, who are torn up. Well, it's not a race thing. Yes, it is. When you have an organization, and I'm going to break it down like this, this is the crutch of the whole message. What about the baby? When you have a racist group of people who join together under a term known as eugenics to create a master race, liberals, Democrats, That makes you racist. When you title a program 
intended to pay black pastors money to spread your propaganda, and you name that project, that program, the Negro Project, you might be a racist. When there are pictures of your founder, Planned Parenthood, Margaret Sanger, standing on a box surrounded by clan members, white hooded clan members, and you're giving a speech at their rally, you might be a racist. If you're an organization, they re- tried to rebrand itself, but constantly are lying, manipulating, killing, stealing. You change your tactics, but you haven't changed your motives. You might be racist. If you make an excuse justifying Planned Parenthood and excuses for abortion. Any excuse. You're racist. There, I said it. Well, you're not speaking in love, brother. You know what? Yeah, I am. I'm calling evil, evil. There is nothing about There is nothing good about abortion. Here's another thing. Neither are abortions rare, nor are they safe. Rare is safe abortion. If they were safe, Why do the Planned Parenthood and every other abortion clinic fight tooth and nail to keep from being regulated? I'll answer that question for you because that's an easy one. They're not safe. What about the baby? Life begins at conception. Hey, hey to all you abortion-supporting biologists, Let me break something down for you idiots. Just in case you didn't know. Every individual human cell in the body is alive. Every individual human cell gives out waste. Known as carbon dioxide. And it breathes in oxygen. Well, what are you talking about? What are you talking about?
abortion, What about the babies? What about the women who are harmed? If Planned Parenthood was really in a, about the best interests of their women, what about truth follow-up? What about setting up programs, psychiatric programs for the women who are post-aborted? Oh, lo and behold, Planned Parenthood can't do that because it would eat into their bottom line. What do you mean Planned Parenthood is only about money? Absolutely. And I'm going to tell you point blank, Planned Parenthood is the most blatantly racist organization in the history of this country. And they were started by the same group of people who supported slavery. How interesting is that? How interesting is that? So, if I didn't love you all and I didn't care, I would not tell you the truth. I can never have children of my own. But you know what? You can be darn well assured that I will protect the unborn baby. I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight to Reality in Christ Worship Radio. And our show tonight was titled, What About the Babies? We have 11 minutes in... We have 11 minutes, and I'm going to play a 10-minute long song, something about the name Jesus. We're living in a day and time where being politically correct is popular. Let me turn that around again. We're living in a day and time where everybody is saying the name God, but nobody wants to say the name Jesus. 
We don't want to offend the Muslims. We don't want to offend the Jews. We don't want to offend the Arabs. And so therefore we crucify him of flesh. But I want you to know that there will come a time when every Muslim, when every Buddhist, when every Jew will have to get down on their knees and have to confess that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. So I want every blood-washed believer to not wait until then. And if you've ever gone through something, you know right here that there's something about the name. Something about the Something about the name. Something about the name. It's the sweetest name. Yeah. It is the sweetest name. Sweetest name I know. I know. And I love that name. Oh, how I love that name. Just take a minute and explain to him what you're really trying to say. What you're really trying to say. Don't say some people, some people say I'm crazy, but I can't explain. I can't explain. The power, the power that I feel when you call his name. When I call his name. That's fire, that's fire. And it's just like fire. Where's it? Where's it? Yeah. When the Holy Ghost gets to move Said he won't leave me alone Pick up with us, pick up with us Everybody Something about the name Something about the name It's the sweetest name Yeah